Welcome to UUCSW Reflections, a podcast by the Unitarian Universalist Congregational Society of Westboro, Massachusetts. We're glad you're here. Ministry is something we do together, and being a minister is a bit like being Mary Poppins. It's a role that becomes real only in relationship with another, a kind of loving and helpful presence, a kind of magic and power that is created when someone someone separate from a group arrives to care and is welcomed in return. My arrival, as the hiring team I'm sure remembers well, was something of a sudden appearance. Similarly for me, the possibility of serving in this congregation came into quick and unexpected view a little like falling out of the sky. Unlike settled ministers, which are our version of tenured professors and require a year and a half of congregational reflection and then endless interviews, unlike that, the process of hiring a contract minister who agrees to stay stay for a set period of time, that process happens in 14 days, from resumes being made available on day one to having a signed contract by day 14. It is definitely a whirlwind, one made slightly less stressful by the thought on both parties. If it doesn't work, it's only two years. And so it was that the winds of life brought me here to be your minister. Little did we know what a storm we were in for or how much possibility would bloom in the struggle of finding our way through a pandemic and untold global chaos together. Thankfully, it seems to be working and we're already talking about our third round of contract extensions. Ministry is a relationship that requires a leap of faith, a willingness on one side to believe that a barely vetted stranger with a carpet bag filled with skills and compassion might just create an expansion of possibility beyond what you imagined. And two, a belief on the part of the other that you will be met with shelter and sustenance, kindness and welcome, a soft place to land. One of the odd things about being a Unitarian Universalist minister is that we are paid entirely by the congregation that we serve. There is no bishop or centuries-old wealth covering our cost of living. And that means that having me here is the single most expensive part of your annual budget. And yet the care of a minister is not a financial transaction, nor is it, nor is it a cost that should be shared equally by all members. It is a cost that should be shared equitably. So in a capitalist system of extraordinary wealth disparity, the congregation serves as equalizer, assuring that the sharing of unequal resources means that everyone can be cared for fully and equally. In this congregation-minister relationship, a kind of connection becomes possible that no individual person could create alone. It is in the collective sharing of financial resources, which we call pledging, that everyone gets to belong and the conditions exist for a minister to have a place to land and to live and to offer their care. The financial exchange isn't the motivation. It's the condition that makes existing in a particular place possible. And that's true of the rest of our church staff. 
Kayla's magic doesn't exist because we pay her to play here on Sunday mornings. It's our paying her that makes it possible for her to give of herself in this place while meeting her own human needs. Everyone contributes what they can to this collective flourishing because it is in the good pairing of minister and staff and congregation that makes the magic of ministry come alive. And think how much we have created in these last two and a half years. When I arrived, the minister's office seemed to be a place of untrodden mystery. And I quickly asked Vince to put a window in the door, and he gamely removed the wallpaper while he was at it. I ordered a soft couch and colorful pillows, and I hope it became a place of comfort and care. When I arrived too, the idea of Google Suite and digital calendars, a podcast, and standardized email addresses for staff were all an out-of-reach dream, but we put our heads together and worked it out. Thank goodness, because a pandemic was brewing that was about to make digital connection the most critical tool we had. The helpful thing about storms is they remove facades. Caring under stress isn't something you can fake. And I've noticed this year that there is a depth to this place of ministry that didn't exist two years ago. There's a different level of trust in our relationship. When I arrived, there was general surprise that I was friendly and brown-haired and liked to make things colorful. I don't think you're surprised anymore. And I'm grateful for that trust. When I arrived here too, the minister's role was three quarters time, which meant trying to do all the work of ministering in 30 hours a week. Now the minister's role is 90% time, which in practice means I'm supposed to limit my work effort to 36 hours a week. And I appreciate the concern that exists within this, a desire not to ask more of me than is fair. And yet, when your role is a way of being in relationship, how do you do 90% of it? It's become an increasingly complicated question. So it is that our pledge goals this year, as Bruce detailed, are to make the minister's position full-time, increase staff wages to account for inflation, and continue on the path of adapting to a new world as a congregation which includes everything from joint children's programming, connections with other congregations, and all this technological wizardry. And truth be told, it is a profound honor being your minister. I don't have my finger to the wind looking for a new place to land. We are, I'd say, better together. Amen and blessed be. Thanks for listening. For more information about what's happening at UUCSW or for ways to get involved, visit us online at uucsw.org. All are welcome.